Welcome to The False Dragons. This is a spoiler-free podcast for the book series The Wheel of Time, written by Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. Join us as we, your hosts, Alid, Mike, and Andrew, explore this amazing series for the first time. We hope you will join us on this journey. Welcome to another episode of The False Dragons. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe. Follow us on our Twitters, at The False Dragons. Camelon. Camelon. So they're finally there. They're finally at Camelon. And we are chapter 35. Yeah. Again, once again, the guys are uh, l- gawping like a bunch of village idiots at the, yeah. the size of the city. Yeah. I love the way they just... Um, Every, every town they go to as they get progressively bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. They're just like, oh, this is the biggest city ever. I like the way when they're rolling up, it describes like every, every single town that they've passed through could have been like meshed together and then dumped outside the walls. Yeah. And it would be less than just the slums that have built up outside the walls of Cameron. I thought that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they got these 50 foot walls around it. Yes. Which is... Yeah, it's, it's a proper city. Well, and that's quite impressive for um, the level of technology we've seen in this world, right? And I think the only mm. other thing we've kind of seen on that scale was uh, Whitebridge, right? In terms of, like, how how did they do that? Like, ar- ar- architectural Architect- complexity. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, yeah. And you kind of think, that, you know, that that was described as kind of somewhat... Well, we, I, think, I can't remember if it was described or if we just uh, reached the conclusion that it was not man-made. It was... Like, yeah, like magic-made. Magic I, I said I made or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to find a bit later on. Yes. About the, the walls of yeah. the city. Yeah, the city ne- next chapter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they, they talk to Brunt. Bunt? Brunt. Bunt. I was, I, just it's a habit of mine just to say, you know, Brunt. Because I watch too much Star yes. Trek. Oh, um, and yeah, Bunt. Bunt he has a word with him. The, the Blunt gives him the answer straight away. Yeah. Pretty much, doesn't he? Because he, he says it was built by the Ogier. Built by the Ogier. Yeah. Uh, at least the inner city and the palace were. Um, and, and then we're given a bit more information about the Ogier. You know, it says uh, it's that old Camelon is. Yeah. So it implies, really old. implies the, the Ogier are ancient and mm. not around anymore, right? I guess, because mm. they're, um, you know, they're not building things now. No. Uh, no, they're not. Um, and so we'd heard about them before in the steading, right? Yes. Um, where there was a, there's a, it was along the lines of what this, the Ogier don't make the steading, the steading make the Ogier. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So that was Elias yeah. who, who said that. Yeah. Um, and it's the greatest city on earth, is Camelon. Well, obviously. Uh, where the good queen Morgays, yep. the light illuminator, makes the laws and holds Knuckles the forehead. Yep. Yeah. That's what everyone, they knock it up for. Queen Morgays. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Rand wanted to talk, but he just couldn't because his mouth was He's like, He's thinking like, wow, there must be loads of turnips here. <laughs> Think of all the turnips. They're going to cost loads, though, those turnips. 
and then you know Matt just again does does a Matt, and just at the top of the voice he's like, "How are we going to hide in this?" Yeah, I know. Like all of those people that are looking for us yeah. will be able to find us. And and yeah, and Bunt stood the right there going, "Do do do do." All right. <laughs> it's 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 weird. Like Matt's like real paranoid, yeah. but yet. He just blurts everything out. Yeah. And then they sort of t- seem to take turns. Like, um, Bunt asked them a question, like, um, I forgot what the question was. Oh, no, no, no. So it's later. It's Master Gill who asked, asked them a question. And they take turns on, like, one blurts out the answer yeah. and the other one's, like, real coy. Yeah. And every time somebody asks them, it's like, it switches between yeah. who's coy and who's the idiot. Yeah. Like... Like, they remember, like, oh, I blurted the answer out last time, so I've got to be coy now and go, like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. the other one's, like, forgotten. And yeah. it's like, two rivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they're like, you know, and then Rand's like, you know, we, we, they're never going to find us. We'll just be like a needle in a haystack, right? Um, and he says, anything could happen here. We might find Moraine waiting for us and Egwene and all the rest. And Matt goes, they're dead. Yeah, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. If they're alive, if you ask me, they're as dead as the Gleeman. Yeah. Too fucking soon, Matt. Too fucking soon. Yeah. I like the way he doesn't even name him. Yeah. They're as dead as the Gleeman. Yeah. Matt's, um, like, I, you know, I, I've been Matt's defender for a long time. <laughs> you Matt, have, Matt yeah. did nothing wrong. Yeah. But. He is really starting to annoy me with his pessimism in this in this chapter, particularly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Where he's just so morose the whole way through, and he's like, "Everyone's dead." Yeah, everyone's dead. Yeah, and like Rand's having to dr- literally like grab him and yeah. drag and be like, "We are gonna survive." Like yeah. we're just kidding. He's like, Ooh. "Yeah, yeah." You just want to slap him. Yeah, I've got. I used to have mates like that who were just depressing to be around. Yeah. You just want to fucking kick him into a sewer and be like, right, you live there now. Yeah. Like, Did you actually kick him? No. Why not? Because they're mates. Don't kick your mates. Uh-huh. Punch him in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's like family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then they. Oh, talk about um, Bunt. But b- before we leave Bunt. Um, he gives them advice, right? So he knew all along who Matt and Rand were. Yeah, yeah. So, so as, he as knew they were. In, um... He knew they were the ones running, and that that his his um, frenemy in in the town, the innkeeper who was talking to the fade, was looking for them specifically, right? And he's like, yeah. "Well, if you heard me talk about Camelin, then you heard all the rest." Yes. And so. He gives he gives him a piece of advice, right? Like I would hide that sword. Yes. Yeah, so he starts it off by saying, "What you're hiding under your cloak is it really what Holdman says?" Yeah. And runs. What do you mean? Right. And then he. And Matt yeah. says, "Oh, the heron marked sword." Yeah. 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 And those people that we murdered. Yeah. Mm. But I like the way that Bunt's just cool. It's yeah. Just like. Well, I guess he doesn't man, really you know, want trouble. He, he explains to him, look, you know, you you obviously overheard. Yes. The, what, what we were talking about, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. You overheard yeah. I was going to Camelin. 
Um, is that, and I don't and much not, like that and guy. He's, and he's, you know, he's not a stupid guy, right? And they, no. do they think they pulled one over him? I think they do. Yeah. 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 So he says. Uh, I mean, random Matt couldn't pull one over on anybody, yeah. not even Peter. And we know how much of an idiot he was, right? And so he tells him to stop wearing it, hide it, sell it, give it away. Yeah, don't draw um, attention to yourselves. Yeah. Um, I like that he assumes the good in them, though. Yeah. He's like, you know, you're going to draw attention to yourselves. You don't want that. Like, just give the sword away, sell it, whatever. But he doesn't assume that they're bad. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There is some good left in the world for now. Yeah. And then he fucks off. Yeah. And he's just like, see you later, guys. Yeah. Dropping him in Camelot and off to do his business, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Matt's like, what do we do? Everyone's dead. <laughs> dead, dead, dead. And then I like the way Rand's, Rand's starting to get pissed now. Yeah. Right? And he's like, they're alive. Egwene's alive. And like, yeah. everyone's there's to look at him because he's shouting it out right yeah and um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like oh maybe matt goes like maybe maybe and then he says well think about it when it happens and he's like if it happens i mean what does, matt, what does matt want to do right just lay in a corner thing. and die i know you know see now you're you're starting to feel what i felt yeah. it's like matt like He's a liability. Yeah. Kill him off. He just is not bringing anything to the party. Yeah. It, it, is, it sounds like he's he's like turning like depressed or something or just crazy. Oh yeah, everything everything like Rand's coming up with suggestions, right? Tom said to find an inn called the Queen's Blessing. We'll go there first, and then he's like, "How oh, we can't afford a meal between the two of us." Uh, yeah, and then he's like, "At least it's a place to start." Tom thought we could find help there. I can't run the everywhere. Oh God! I know. Wherever we go, they're right behind us, or waiting for us. They'll be at the Queen's blessing too. I know. You yeah. just want to shake him. Yeah. Or worse, hang him. Mm. Yeah. And then, I think I like I kind of like Rand's speech. I think this is a bit of him kind of coming into his future character. I, I guess yeah. of a, a leader. Yes. And he's like, we've made it this far, haven't we? They haven't caught us yet. Yeah. We can make it all the way if we just don't quit. I won't just quit and wait for them like a sheep for slaughter. I won't. Well, are you going to stand there till you starve to death or until they come pick you up in a sack? Yes. And then so uh, Matt kind of comes along. And then just a little bit after that, he's like, um, Matt's like, dead, dead, dead. We're all dead. Everyone's yeah. going to die. And then Rand's like, everyone dies. It's like the turning of the wheel. I'm not just going to sit and wait for it to happen. Yeah. And Rand's like, you sound like Master Alvia. Yeah. And it kind of lifts him a little bit. But well, what I like about that exchange, though, is like just just after Rand's first speech. Yes. Matt's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then he's like, yeah. forget it. And then two seconds later, he's like, we're going to die, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like beating a dead horse right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, i know you i just fucking put him in a headlock and just shake him <laughs> yeah so they um 
they get to the queen's blessing, right? Or well, they they no, start he, he, working working their way there. But before the before they get there, he sort of notices there seem to be people. The local fashion mm. seems to be some people wearing white, or at least their weapons have got white cloth wrapped around them yeah. with the red band, and some people with red cloth with the white wrapped band. with what with the, so he he decides well that's a good idea Fo follow the local fashion i actually thought that was quite clever astute for yeah. rand yeah 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 i mean i he, the bar is very low for these two yeah so the fact that he identified what seems to be a local fashion and then was like spend some money yeah you know get it and then matt's like oh i bet you charge a double triple you yeah. know you're like i'm gonna fucking stick this sword up your ass <laughs> find someone who sells soylent green and sell matt to them yeah yeah <clears throat> so they um yeah i mean i thought for decisions that these two usually make which usually end up being awful decisions and with them sleeping in ditches well there's still time yeah there could be an awful decision we don't know yeah it could be like that's the kkk right the, <laughs> yeah the sign that you sign that you're all right as you wrap so the ones right. in white with the red band they're like we're like we're anti-fascists yeah yeah and then and if you're in red like you support trump yeah so they're like well we'll get red yeah 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 we'll see time will tell yeah right yeah. So they get to the Queen's Blessing. And they, get, and they meet Master Kill. Alive. They got there. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, a nice fat innkeeper. Always good to see a fat innkeeper. Yeah. yeah. And and they're pleased to see that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Never trust a thin innkeeper. Yeah. Basil. Basil Gill. Basil. I, I say Basil. Yeah. Because I like you know basil faulty do you think it is do you think it's a reference probably not no no they bond over tom um, I, think. I mean i think they do bond yeah bonding is a strong word to use i think like um first of all he's a bit suspicious right because he's got tom's flute and he's like why have you got tom's flute yes right did you kill him for the flute well, apparently he doesn't die easy. You think yeah. these two fucking so I, idiots? I was going to, I was going to comment on that. Yeah. There's a line which I agree with. It says, "I'll believe he's dead when I see his corpse." Mm. And uh, you know, that's. I think I talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, you you've brought it up a few times mm. since Whitebridge. Yeah. That we unless you see, see the body, we didn't see him dead, right? No, we have not seen him dead yet. These guys are sure he's dead. You, yeah. not quite so much. Well, I mean, he's like, he's a harder man to kill than you might believe, right? Yeah, and we find out a little bit more about... So, he kind of... I mean, he buys the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, they've got his flute, they've got his harp, they've got his cloak. So, I mean, they've got proof. Yeah. Right? So, okay... Rand goes like he's a friend, Matt, and Basil Gill's kind of like, oh, I guess I am a friend at that, right? Yeah. And um, 
he kind of tells him a little bit more about Tom. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all, he makes a great assumption about um, the, 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 uh, their involvement with the Ace die. Yeah, he guesses that, right? So yeah, he says, and, like, and so you're involved with the Ace die. Yeah. And if Tom's helping you, you that, must be involved with yeah, Ace die. Because obviously Tom has some... Um, history? History with the Ace die, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, and Do you it, remember and, what and, the history was? Well, um, so they go on a bit about his involvement with the Queen, right? Uh, do you remember what his, his involvement with the Ace of Die was? No, go on. His nephew, Owen. Yeah. Another, another Welsh name? Uh, Owen. Owen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had some trouble with the Ace of Die. Oh, yeah. And something happened that and, and Tom, Tom, went reg- off, right? Tom, regret- Tom went to help him. Yeah. And some, some, something's happened and that Tom has regret about that. Yeah. And that's about all we know. Yeah. And that regret is what Master Gill obviously knows the full story. Yeah. So he's going, ah, boys about your age involved with the A Sedai, I could see Tom jumping into that. Yeah. And offering you some help. So I think that's kind of what sways him as much as the harp and the and the story and the yeah the story be his belief that tom would help them right yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he seems to know he seems to be a good mate of tom's right and they know each other pretty well by the sounds of things right yeah well basil gill what's it the queen's blessing yeah. being yeah. you know good and, another and good queen man and we find out that tom's been quite close to the queen right so, yes, yeah, so this is where we find out a little bit more about Tom. Yeah. Not just a Gleeman. No. Royal Court Bard. Yeah. And Rand's like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way he describes it. Like, did you ever think why Tom thinks so much of himself? Yeah. And he's like, well, I suppose all Gleeman think yeah, a lot yeah. of themselves, but... Like, Tom's got two helpings of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite good. And yeah. so it sounds like after Taran, Taran Gildamondred died, the Prince Consort. It was not long after Taran Gildamondred died that the trouble about his nephew cropped up. There were some said... Tom was, shall we say, closer to the Queen than was proper. Yeah. But Morgays was a young widow and Tom was in his prime. And the Queen can do what she wishes, is the way I look at it. Well, I mean, a, a truer statement has never been said. Yeah. And then she was scorned and for some reason, right? Well, it sounds like he disappeared off to help yeah. his nephew. And then he came back... And then uh, said some things that shouldn't you should never say to a woman with Morghese's temperament. Well, words you don't say to any woman with Morghese's spirit, yeah. Words yeah. You don't so say I, I, I like the implication that you can say them to some women, yeah, but just not women with Morghese's spirit. I wonder what he said because she was. I mean, he says that. Uh, Tom left Caitlin half a step ahead of a trip to prison, if not the headsman's axe. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, there's a... There's a he must have said something. Is, I, I can't quite get the link between 
goes to find goes to sort out his nephew. Yeah. Comes back and says something offensive. Then and that's so offensive that she would kill him for it. Well, he does say that Tom's liable to say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that sounds like he said something particularly awful. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I want to know more about this story with the nephew, right? Because So the way I kind of look at that, that, that um, series of events, mm. right? He's Morghese's lover. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Right? Something happens with his nephew that we can assume it maybe involves Ace and I. Yeah. He's like, yo, shit, I'm out. Goes to help his nephew potentially can't because he has some kind of regret. Yeah. Something happens. He goes back to Morgay's, cusses her out. So something happens that changes his opinion of of her. her. Mm. And she's like, yo, give me his head. Yeah. And he's like, I'm out of here, bitches. Yeah. Maybe her, her and I think it happened exactly ACDI. like that. I think those were the exact so words all, that were used. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "Gotta get, gotta get out of here." So maybe something around her trust of the Ace and I, because she, the, yeah. this Ace and I, because they also mention Alida as well, don't they? Yeah, like, yeah. But Morgay seems to be quite close with her Ace and I advisor, right? Or, mm. Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it. But then he, he goes like, oh, they're like, oh, will people remember? You know, it was a long time ago. And he says, Gareth Bryn was the head of the Queen's Guard. Yeah. He will not forget the fact that he sent people out to get Tom. Not only did they come back empty handed, but in the time that they'd been looking for him, Tom had actually left yeah run away come back come back into the castle yeah got his shit together and then left again like that's got to be embarrassing yeah right so that says a lot about maybe what tom's skills are yeah yeah that he can get get out of there yeah Read the wind. Well, I mean, probably the it was very easy to realize that he'd pissed off Queen Morghese based yeah. on what he'd said. Get out, be like, oh, oh shit, I forgot my toothbrush. All, all under, all without being spotted, right? Yeah, without being spotted by the Queen's guard. Yeah. Like, maybe he is a difficult man to kill. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems more than just a Gleeman's skills, right? It's not exactly showy. No, it isn't showy. You know? He's got he's got his um, multicolored technical dream coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a, not a camo cloak. But right. also, do you remember um, when they were leaving Shadar Lagoth mm. and they're on the horses? Yeah, and he and he did. The... And he he sort of disappeared, doubled back. Yeah, and then he was like yeeting knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing knives and, and killing Trollocs left, right, and center. Right. Yeah. So, for a court bard yeah. slash or an unemployed court bard now, Gleeman, yeah. he seems to have. Well, that's yeah, maybe, but I mean, that's that's kind of explainable with his 
gleeman skill set right like you know, juggling he could be good with his hands and that kind of thing right he could be do, well, could that, do a could do a knife trick as well probably why show. more gays chose him in the first place yeah. was like look at that dexterity of his fingers yeah, yeah. he'd throw in a knife with his tongue next <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, um, the gl- gl- glossary of him it says like not a simple gleeman yeah, ah, yeah. Like, like, which was always interesting because mm. it's like what is he? I caught that. He also throws knives. Mm. Yeah. And um, pleases queens. Yeah. He is a queen pleaser. <laughs> That's, that, he's a queen pleaser. Is that what he is? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. So, uh, what do you think? Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a good chapter. I yeah, I, I like that they're giving some more information, even if it's like secondhand about Tom. Yeah, you sort of finding out like, oh, this guy. Well, uh, yeah. How, okay, so so so, how does this change your opinion on Tom based on what you knew of him before this chapter, to sort of what Basil Gill has kind of like? I think it's confirmation, right? To me, it's confirmation that Tom is more than than. Um, he says he is. So had you suspected that? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. I think he, I think you had to. Yeah. Um, he's quite impressive in, in what he does. Yeah. Um, but I also think the fact that, um, you know, it's to me it's, it's you know, quite obvious for foreshadowing that he's going to come back. Okay, so you, you are, you're solidly now on the yeah, Tom's Tom not... Tom Tom lives. Yeah. Show me the body. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Tom, Tom lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it, just the question is, when does he come back? Does he come back soon, or does he come back fifteen books down the line, <laughs> riding in on, a, on an eagle? Yeah. You're not with a ring, like throwing, dropping it. Throwing knives at the dark one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you're first introduced to tom back i mean he's like chapter three yeah that he's in, in, introduced as a, as a gleeman well it's an interesting character in the sense that it's used right at the beginning to kind of give you a idea of how simple the two rivers is and the and the protagonists are right because yeah. they're they're astounded by him yes yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah and you, you as a reader you're kind of like oh it's just a, a jester, right? It's yeah. just um, just a showman. Yeah. Um, but I think as time's gone on, mm. as a reader, you actually become more astounded by him. Yeah. And and um, you know, as as uh, even as we've learned more about his other as his skills, not just you know as beyond an orator. Yeah. As, as a musician, he's extremely accomplished, right? You yes. know, he can play a wider range of things, and then, you, you know, his his uh, athleticism. Yep. Um, and teaching the boys. Yep. Um, you know, seems to be that. Uh, you know, there's a lot there's there's a lot more respect for him as a reader. Yeah. Than there was right at the beginning, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you can remember back, but like, so you've said that Basil Gill's information about Tom is a confirmation mm-hmm. that he's more than what he said he was. Yeah. Can you remember like going through the story 
at what point you maybe suspected that he was more than just like maybe a particularly intelligent because he's always come across as very intelligent mm. but at what point think, he was I more than just a quote-unquote simple yeah. gleeman i think it was probably just before not well not long before he, he died yeah in quotation marks mm. um uh, when they left shadar lagoff yeah um and uh his his relationship with the boys yeah then, uh, as a teacher yeah i think like on the boat going yeah. down the river yeah. Yeah. yeah um one it seemed that why why did he care so much why did he step up yeah um he didn't need to yeah um and that that speaks to me of a you know kind of nobility in him yeah um but also uh you know his ability to train the boys pretty quickly i mean that's some he's a good teacher that's some reflection on them because of their i guess ability to learn and the, the that's probably linked to their one power and all that kind of stuff right yeah um it's definitely not linked to their intelligence no no yeah um but then i guess you know the descriptions of what the boys were doing uh mm. and especially Rand's athleticism and that kind of thing yeah kind of implies that you know they're the students and he's the master so yeah um yeah <clears throat> okay cool i think um there's a lot more to come from tom i believe you believe that do you yeah, i'm a believer okay tom believer tom believer yeah yeah team tom <laughs> so no no longer team matt Nah, fuck Matt now. Yeah, not on Team no. Treasure anymore. No. no, I see. You know, there's only so much you can take, right? I think. Yes, before somebody just becomes annoying. Like you, you can, you can, you know, I could justify his previous behaviour based on his um, possible contamination. Yeah. Uh, by the dagger and that, you know. Yeah. Um, but now he's just morose. Yeah. And. He's just dragging, dragging Rand down. To be honest, yeah, cut him loose. That, yeah, like when you're like in cliffhanger, like cut the rope. Cut the rope, and you know, he's obviously not the dragon reborn. No, we don't need him. We don't need him. Yeah, um, Perrin, Perrin's Wolfman. So exactly, what role what does, does Rand Matt bring to the party? Oh, so what does Matt bring to the party? Well, than... that's a very good question. What does Rand bring to the party? Yeah. Not a lot, mm. but Matt even less. Well, you know. We've seen Rand, I mean, I might not have read into this without your prompting, but we've seen Rand's use of the one power, right? So we know that he's got got um, potential. He's got something, yeah. Uh, but Matt's yeah. potential seems to be um, sitting in his bed sit. Wanking playing, with play, his tears. Playing PlayStation. Yeah. I, I could have been someone once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember, like when I was when I was twelve, and I like released that skunk and that, and it made everyone was like real, real like real annoyed, and yeah, that's basically Rand's claim, uh, Matt's claim claim to fame. Yeah, it's like the people he pissed off. He's one of those people that peaked in high school. Yes, right? that's yeah. exactly the best way to describe Matt. Yeah. Yes, I was remember. And now he's resentful that everyone's overtaken him in life. Yes, right? I remember when I was first reading this book, and it was over the Christmas holiday, and I was texting Mike mm. during the Christmas holiday, reading the book, and I was like, "I want Matt dead. Yeah, like just kill him. Yeah, like 
like this book would be infinitely better if tomorrow like like Robert Jordan was just like and they woke up and Matt was dead in his bed <laughs> and then they moved on with the story never mentioned him again yeah like I would just be like that's that's amazing literature <laughs> right there that is Tolkien-esque just perfect so knowing what you know now do you forgive Robbie for not killing him um, do you think? Do you well, think who that, knows? Did you think that I cannot? Do you think that your literary choice? That is not a question for me than... to answer. That is a question for you to answer, as we go through the series. Okay. okay. Because perhaps he is killed in the next chapter. Exactly. You might, the, the next chapter might be Robert Jordan writes, and they woke up, and Matt was dead in his bed. Well, spoilers. Because so. he's a wanker. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, we'll end the episode there. I think yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll see you in a couple of days. Bye.